Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Welcome everybody back to the Spurs 95.01 podcast, a very dejected team here. I'm Ray, we've got Steve, Cam and Jam, very dejected after 3-1 beating, I can call it, by Liverpool. We're going to discuss that. We'll try to control our language so we don't swear on the podcast or the YouTube video, but uh, bear with us on that. Uh, let me go through the teams first. We've got Lloris in goal, and somebody's going to have to explain the formation to me because I didn't understand it. Aurier, Rodon, Dyer, Davies, Doherty, Hoybieg, Endombele, Bergwijn, Sun and Kane. So, Cam, over to you now for some really disastrous history that we have with Liverpool. And give us some match stats as well, please. I mean, I, I have given stats before about Liverpool because the second time we're playing them today. But one thing we really need to be clear about, this is three seasons in a row where Liverpool have done the double over Tottenham. Six games, six losses. And I think this is one of the biggest losses we've had by um, three. Is that a Premier League record or something? Three doubles in a row? Probably is. Um, Just to go through the stats, the the possession was 50-50. What's really interesting is we had three shots in total, two on target. They had 14 with seven on target. Um, I think the corners, we had one corner in the whole game. It's unbelievable when you look at it. Loris, in, in spite of his easily conceding three goals, also made four saves, whilst their keeper only had to make one save. And I think the save was a pretty pathetic attempt by Son, as everyone will look at, we'll talk about later. But in terms of the stats, possession was equal. But in relation to attacking um, prowess, I mean, Liverpool completely destroyed us. Yeah. All right, mate, that's fine. Let's get straight into it. Steve, off you go. You're the expert. Tell us what that formation was. Well, I think it started off as a back five. I think it was supposed to be a back back five when we were defending. And then we were to move smoothly to a back three using the overlapping fullbacks, I'll call them, if we were going forward. But of course, we very rarely went forward, so that didn't really uh, transpire. So we had three fullbacks um, in our um, back five. Um, it, didn't, it didn't work, but did anyone think it was going to work? You know, when you saw that formation? I mean, we've got Doherty, Oria, Ben Davis. I think Ben Davis is probably the, the pick of the bunch there. Um, I mean, in fact, they nearly went ahead within two minutes. Yeah, um, yeah, and, then, and then we actually got what looked to be a very good goal, and um, we were very excited here. I think it was three minutes and 19 seconds. Unfortunately, a heel was, uh, was offside at some stage in the, in the build-up. But um, what was, it was an embarrassing shambles. But what type of what type of psyche when you've got Liverpool? I mean, even Fabinho wasn't playing. They had I don't know Henderson playing at the back, yeah. and you still play an ultra defensive yeah. you know thing. What do you think, uh, Jan? What type of psyche does that type of thing? You should go for the jugular here. Yeah, I mean, I, I gotta agree absolutely. Uh, it, it's it, it's what we've come to expect with Jose, though, right? You know, just he's always gonna go defensive, especially if he thinks the opposition is stronger than us, which you know I'm I'm sure he did. It was nice to see Ndombele and, and Hoybez start together in the middle and not go with the, the typical two defensive minded minded central midfield players. Um but that defense was just shambolic. You know, it had errors all over the place and Sanchez wasn't even in there. So uh we can't even blame him today, like you said. 
Well, um, yeah. I think Steve Hill is going to blame. Yeah, I still blame Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, I blame Sanchez as well. <laughs> now, after that first goal got, uh, you know, got chalked off for a, like a really, really close offside, you know, just talk us through the first bit of the game, uh, Cam. You know, the first goal. You know, how it was all panning out. You know, why were we on the back foot? Well, I mean, I think I just want to say a quick word about the formation. My view on the formation. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. I don't. I don't think not just us four. But I think if we took a sample of every single person who's watched our, our podcast and, uh, and watched us on YouTube and all the Spurs fans around the world would look at that team and there's one thing that they would, all of us would say collectively, and that is, we're going to get beat. Yeah. There was yeah. no confidence in that, in that uh, formation to say that you were, going to ever, you were going out to win the game or that anyway you're going to put three very weak fullbacks in terms of defensive on, right? Leave Toby on the bench, who's probably your best defender by far. Okay, maybe he hasn't got the pace. Still your best defender by far on the bench. And you're going to put five bozos in the, in, the, in the back line. And that basically was our first five minutes, wasn't it? Because if Mane had found his touch, he should have had, what, five goals today? Five, maybe six yeah. goals? He could have yeah, before they actually scored then. I mean, you, the, the, what this hit me to, what, what, what it said to me, and I'm sure it said to every single Spurs fan out there, was that Liverpool's front three cannot score. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold is totally out of form. So what kind of formation can we put out there to give them some confidence and let them come back to being a good team again? Because that's exactly what we did. Hey, Firmino, you haven't scored for a while. How about a little tap-in? Uh, Mane, you haven't scored for a while. How about we give you about nine chances so you do get your goal, right? I mean, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold hasn't scored all season. has had two assists, I think, the whole season. Don't worry. We'll give you a note. Lloris will give you, we'll put the ball in your path and let you please her, uh, play it on a plate for you. That's what it, that's what the formation said to me. And that's what I think that most Spurs fans probably do recognize. I'm sorry okay. about that. No, no, that's fine. I mean, I, I don't want to say anything because I disagree with everything you said. Can, um, Jam, talk us through the first goal. I mean, what's going on between Dyer and Lloris for God's sake there? Come on. Man. I don't, I don't even know where to start. What is that? There's, where's the communication? You're supposed to have been playing together all season and they, they can't, they can't talk to each other. Can't. But whose fault is that? Is it Larissa's fault? Both or is their it fault. It's, it's both of their fault. They could, no, no, who one takes, who takes ownership? I mean, Larissa's so, facing the ball. Take, take it out. Larissa should take it out. Larissa, take out everyone. Yeah. Get the ball. Get, yes. Just get get the it. Goalkeeper. That's, he should be yelling at that before the ball's even coming in. Well, what do you think, Steve? Whose fault is it? Uh, I think Jam's right. It is their, both of their fault. At the time, I thought, this is Dyer. Dyer should have put his boot in there and just cleared it, rather than hold his hands down as if to say, here we are, Larissa, it's your ball. And it's a complete mix-up. Again, it was in the six-yard box. You expect a goalkeeper to be very dominant in their own six-yard box. I think we've become so used to Larissa not being dominant in his six-yard box that we blame Dyer. Yeah. Because we... because. Uh, you know, Dyer should have said, I know that you're not going to get this, Larice. I should, I should just yeah, put exactly. this into Rose. Take it out of his head. But having but, said that, yeah. Larice made a good save from Mane before that, didn't he? Where he saved it when Mane got through. But he lets, he lets us down too many times. I mean, you know, Larice big time let us down. Cam, what do you think? Well, I, I mean, I think you're all both wrong on the first goal. I'm sorry. But if everyone who saw that ball come in, you got to see what Aurea was doing. He was standing there. There was a, a Mane on his shoulder. And he just looked at the ball, looked over it, looked around. Yeah, but the and thing is, he still stood there. 
That passage what? of play. Hold on, Cam. That passage of play has passed now. We're on to the next passage of play. Who was that? Still could have been avoided that goal. Yeah, but Aurier should have uh, been. Should, should have been cleared ages ago, well before up the field. You know, but you know. Um, you know, it's just, think, it's pathetic, really. I mean, it's really it pathetic. Really. I mean, the, the most pathetic thing of it all is, is that up until then we got away with. Um, it was yeah. like last minute of the first yeah. half, right? We'd got away with some horrendous mistakes. Um, Dyer passing the ball out. I think Davis passed out. Doherty was actually passing some beautiful balls, but on the wrong end of the pitch to the wrong player. To pass in red. Not sure about um, that. Um, and um, uh, we got away with it though. Forty-five minutes. Uh, yes, they added a bit of extra time on. And uh, w- what do we do? Typical Tottenham. Is that it? the easiest goal Rubika Firmino's ever going to score in his life? Is that the easiest goal? I think it is. Yeah, not far off here. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, we go in 1-0 at halftime. You know, obviously Jose accepts that he made a mistake, Cam, because um, he, he changes it in the next one. He brings in Sissoko, and he brings in Winks and Lamella. God knows what's happened to Lamella. I think Lamella's got some dirt on him, you know, because Lamella's always coming on. But why the, what happened? Tell me about why. Tell me how the formation changed in the okay. second half, Ken. I have to say to you one again the same thing about the formation. There isn't a Spurs fan on this planet. There are what few million of us out there that are Spurs fans on this planet that can ever explain to you how when we're down at halftime, we've just lost Harry Kane, right? Um, we've just let a goal in. They are looking to overrun us. That you put Winks and Lamella on. <laughs> I mean, you put Winks and Lamella on when we're 4-0 up. Yeah, exactly. Right? Maybe he won our whole of the game. <laughs> you've, got, you've got attacking players on there. You sit them back, you put the Winks. I mean, it was the most unfathomable decision I could say. All I could say is, no, I think um, Klopp has got dirt on Mourinho. Yeah. No, that is probably the worst, worst uh, uh, two uh, uh, substitutions probably ever made in, in my lifetime. No, no, I wouldn't be far wrong from that. But, Steve, let me come to you now. What does this say about Gareth Bale when he's picking Lamella over Bale? Surely put Bale on. Well, I mean, it, it's mind-boggling, isn't it? It is mind-boggling. We, I think Bale was brought on with about 10 yeah, minutes ago, yeah. if that, and it took about three minutes to get on the pitch. It was just unbelievable. I mean, Winks and, and, and Lamella. I mean, Lamella now can't even... He's not fast enough to even foul people like he used to. And, and Winks, my oh, God. Yeah. I mean, if we can get a loan move for him where he can go to Wickham Wanderers, that's about the level. It's not... It's, that's, that is the level, unfortunately. I told you this at the beginning of the season. I said we need to get things <laughs> out. But I would say the one player that was crying out for, and if you looked, and there was heavy rain on that pitch, it was scooting away, it was running away from players, was Mora. And they didn't bring him on. He's got the pace to do it. He nicks little balls. He was the one who was going to close down and has got some energy. And we didn't, he didn't even get on the pitch, did he? I'd certainly have had him ahead, ahead of Lamella and ahead of Winks. But I think Lamella, um, I told I mean, you, got some dirt on Mourinho. That's why he always gets well, okay, no well, we'll, we'll do a special on that then, shall we, Ray? Yeah. I want to come to Jam now because he hasn't said much. I think he's still in shock, aren't you, Jam? That's why. Yeah, no, I definitely want to say something about these. Uh, tell, tell us about your thoughts on. Well, who scored the second goal? Was that? Well, yeah, can I say? Can I say something about the substitutions? First? Of course, you can say in about general, you our want. formation in general. So, so first half, you know, we we held in there. It was it was we weren't the better team, but we weren't awful. I'm not going to say we were awful. Players grew into the match, and it was it was stuff was happening. Kane's uh, when he went down, I think definitely. He was a focal point in the attack, and since since he got his injury, our our play slowed down a little bit. 
Um, he went off. And then, you know, you have an opportunity to look on your bench and you got you got Bale, you got Vinicius, you got Lucas Moro, and you go with Lamella. <laughs> and that is just ridiculous. Like, why is Vinicius here? Why did he why did he come if not to come on when Bale when, when Kane gets injured? Yeah. You know, maybe he hasn't been played great, but that's why Vinicius. He's here. Vinicius could not have done any worse than Lamella did. Nobody. Lamella, Lamella, Nobody, I could have done any worse than Lamella. Yeah. Lamella has been injured. Like, like this is why his second match back after injury, and and you know, you know that as the manager, right? You know he's been injured. He's not up to up to pace. He hasn't played any matches in, in what three or four months or something. Yeah. It's it's insane. It's insane. And it's, even he, uh, talk me through the second goal. You know what's going on there with Lloris parrying it out straight to the opponent's bar. Tell me about that, will you? This is a World Cup winner, so supposedly an elite keeper making ridiculous mistakes. Who took the shot? Was it Mane who took the shot? Yeah, the first Mane. initial shot. Like, was, why would he have so much space to get on to yeah. get the shot off too? Like, I mean, it was a it was a bad save, and then no one's following up on 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 Alexander Alexander Arnold, and it's uh it's frustrating. The fence is shambolic. Steve, what do you think of the Lloris goalkeeping? That was he a fool for that? Well, I mean, we always used to be able to rely, him as, rely on him as a shot stopper, if not very good at distribution or dominating his area. And now he doesn't seem to be able to do either. Um, I think, to give him some credit, Trent, is it Trent Alexander-Arnold really did strike that ball nicely. It did go like a bullet. And Winks did his normal um, sort of dying swan impersonation of throwing himself at the wrong time. Uh, in front of the shot, or what he thought was in front of the shot, before it flew into the net. So, um, but, but goalkeepers, you know, you, you push it wide, don't you? You push it up, over, and or out and wide. You don't push it into oncoming um, opposing players, and um, we were punished for it. Well, let's talk about now about that one only good part of this match, which the Hoybeck scored his first goal for Tottenham. Cam, are you happy with that beautiful strike? Oh, it was beautiful. Perfect execution. Yeah. Perfect strike. Great ball. And I think after the, um, uh, I think it was came, did it come after the uh, the third goal was disallowed for yeah. Liverpool? With the yeah, hand ball? No, no, I think it was still 2-0 and we scored to make it 2-1. Okay. Then, yeah, that's right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, I thought the Hobie was felt after the, because the second goal came, what, two minutes, one minute on, into the first, uh, second half. Yeah. And it seemed like he, he, we still had a bit of time to come back and, you know, wake up, so to speak. And I, I felt that Hobier had took the game by the scruff of the neck for the next five minutes. And his strike was just perfect. I mean, I don't think he'll ever hit a ball so sweetly or so perfectly since then. And, I, I, and again, I'll say it's probably one of the only really good touches that uh, Bergwijn had, but, um, to pop play that ball into his, uh, into his path. Because I do want to say, whilst Hobier's goal was fantastic, you've got to, at some stage, criticize and analyze Bergwijn's, um, play. Because yes, he drops deep. Yes, he huffs and puffs a lot. But in the final, uh, third, he gives us absolutely nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. He can't distribute it. He can't pass it. For once, he put a great ball, and we got a goal. And I mean, you have to ask yourself this season: how many times have you seen that from him, Steve? Well, I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a lovely strike, wasn't it, from him? Um, I'm not as critical as Bergwijn because I do quite like his work rate, but he's shot of confidence. There was at least one other occasion when he should have had a shot and he didn't, even though the angle wasn't perfect. Yeah, you, you know, you hit it in those conditions; it's wet, the ball's slippery, all the rest of it. You give it a go. Um, when I saw um, Hoybier coming onto it, um, I just thought, oh, well, this is going nowhere. 
it's Rosetta or it's something like that. And then he hit it like Kane would. <laughs> so, so it was it was a great strike. And um, it gave us a good platform then to push on and to take the game by the scruff of the neck and push on. And we did none of that. It was, indeed, they just seemed to just go up one gear and, and come and score another goal. We got we got lucky because of that offside. I'm not yeah. offside, the handball from Firmino. Yeah. Because, because well, Dyer, was all over it, wasn't it? Yeah, it was exactly. Could have been a foul. Cam, you want to have your say about Hobiev's goal? Beautiful strike. You want to add something on that? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, everything's been said. It was it was uh, a turning point in the match. Hoiberg did take the game uh, from that moment on, and you could see like things were were changing in momentum. And really, you know, what killed it was the next goal because it was such an easy goal to give. Obviously, we got lucky with the. Uh, I want to say lucky. I mean, I saw it in live action. I'm surprised it wasn't called when it when it happened. It was a clear handball. And I'm sorry, the commentator is saying that he didn't move his hand toward the ball. I mean, I totally there was behind him. But it was it was the clearest handball they could even they could give. I'm surprised that it took it oh, went it, to the... it was definitely handball, yeah. There's no doubt about it. It was definitely um, but you know, that happens in football. I think the game was still there and uh, we did the most Tottenham thing possible and give them the the third three goals, three easy goals and the third one's the easiest when we're when we're in a position to we'll come on to get the third goal this match. You know, I feel like the momentum was coming back to us. Yeah. But yeah, does it really I'm not sure Oh, yeah, it was four goals, sorry. So yeah, I don't think the momentum was coming back to us. I think even after we went we went two one, we didn't show anything there, and you know we didn't we didn't become we didn't become any more dangerous or anything like that. It was just a question of when Liverpool would score again. Do you agree, Steve? Yeah, I do. I mean, the point I was making there were you know four goals in the game, three of them were avoidable. Unfortunately, they were uh, all against us. Yep. Um, that's just the way it is. Um, we'll, we'll have to learn to live with it and move on. But it's very bitter pill to swallow at the moment. Well, when we scored, when we made it two-one, you'd have thought, you know, we would actually go yeah. go for the jugular, but we didn't. We sat back, we played it. I thought there was playing like a training match. The way there's no, there's no intensity, no rush, nothing. Well, Cam, yeah, I mean, there's two things there. <coughs> Agree with your training match. I think you're giving them too much credit by calling it a training match, letting them off the hook. We played how we always play a second half, whether we're one nil up, two nil down, or we're four nil down. Right? We play like uh, um, uh, like like we're going to defending for the for our lives. It, the most of that game, if someone had come in and I'd blocked out the score and said one of these teams is winning by two goals, exactly. they would have thought it was us. Because we were playing like we were already winning. It's yeah. like we do have no other way of playing. All we know is when the second half comes, we headless chicken it for 45 minutes and hope the other team doesn't score. The only reason this game was 3-1 is because of Liverpool's finishing and Liverpool's ability to take their chances. This should have been our, this should have been Mourinho's humiliation. Yeah. Seven, seven, eight, you know, very well could have been. If they'd been clinical like they were last season, we would have been totally destroyed. And it's unbelievable that this team is coming off uh, a loss against Burnley, a loss against Southampton this month, a beating by Man United, right? And come to Tottenham and put in... It all all stems back to what Cam said. You know, he said, Tottenham is the team to play when you're out of form because we'll get you back in form. And we, at least we're consistent. We did it again. And that's going to happen next Thursday. When we play Chelsea, we're going to lose because we're going to get Chelsea back in form. This is what happens. Um... Jam, I want to come to you now. You know, Rodon, you know, what do you think? I mean, you know, he makes a mistake. Everybody makes a mistake. He's a young centre-half. But that was, come on, that's schoolboy stuff, isn't it? Yeah, it's the worst time impossible. You know, uh, it could have been the second goal if that had happened. And, and you know, it would have been a little different. But they, it, it really took the punch out of everyone. And there was, there was nothing left after that. 
And you know, you, you don't. I don't want to be too harsh on him because, as you said, young defender, and he played really well apart from that. But it was schoolboy stuff. It was simple stuff. It's I don't really... think Steve, we're going to see Rodon for a while now because, as you say, Mourinho no, doesn't I, forget, does he? I think I think that's a, I think that's a shame. But I think of the if you if you think of Dyer as our other centre back, I think Rodon played better than he did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they both. I, I, I mean, I for my sins, played at a very low level and I played centre-half. And these are very basic things you learn, one of which is you don't let the ball bounce in difficult situations. You get to the point of the bounce or before it and you clear the ball. And and Rodon didn't do that and neither did Dyer for both of those goals. It's just, you know, you as, as a defender, sometimes you have to rosette it and, and they're not doing it. I think those are, and I hate we use this phrase, don't we, schoolboy errors. They were schoolboy errors. You wouldn't expect that from any other centre-half in the league, would you? No, but what about um, Cam? Mourinho is meant to be this much-vaunted defensive masterclass coach, can shut games out. What's going on? Is he lost his touch or the players are not good enough? Because Let's look back at some of the shutouts that we've had. Very few. At the beginning of the season, we had a few, because, but we played like, you know, we defended like crazy lunatics and we managed to hold a few at the beginning of the season. We all said on this, on this channel that there's no way any team on the planet can hold that line for so long, a game after game after game after game. Today, what really hit me about the defense was not, it wasn't just shambolic. There was zero organization. They had zero understanding of where any of the other players were. And it was just boot and hope, boot and hope. This was like watching Hackney Marshes with five guys in the mud, right? Uh, struggling around, trying to wonder where the ball is, all looking around, half of them ball watching. I mean, literally ball watching. Um, the other one thinking, no, you go for it. No, I'll go for it. I mean, in Liverpool thought, I mean, are we playing a, a Premier League team? I mean, even Marine had a better defense. Against us than we had today against against Liverpool. I've never seen anything like it. It was completely shambolic, zero yeah. organisation. It's like they never trained together before. It's like five guys met at a pub and said, "Let's do, hey, you know, I've got a game today. Anyone free? How many points have you had? Oh, well, you had three. Okay, I'll put you centre half against <laughs> Liverpool. Yeah. That's what it felt like. No, that's what it looked like as well. And the the, the, the truth is, these five. have never played together before. It's the first time they played together in that formation, and that was too high risk in this match, to play a new formation with new players. Big mistake by Jose. He's got to take it on the chin. Um, so, you know, we lose 3-1. We're not even, um, you know, we're down. We're, you know, even West Ham are above us. I feel like I feel I should wash my mouth out after saying yeah, that. Yeah. Disgusting, really. Um, I don't know what's to happen. I mean, Steve, was this, I'll come to you in a minute, Jam, but Steve, was this just an aberration, a bad night at the office, and we're really better? And this, was this just symptomatic of the way we're playing? It, it's not. It's it, it's not just a one-off, is it? We've seen it. We've seen it coming. We've got lucky. Other teams were, that get absolutely slaughtered uh, by other teams in the league, we scrape a one-nil. You know, it, it's it's it's. We, we have seen it coming. When you decide that you're going to have twenty-five percent or thirty percent possession, it means the other team is going to create many more chances than you are, and and you lay yourself open to mistakes. It's questioning the whole Mourinho philosophy. And he's very stubborn. I don't think he wants to change anything. And, but having said all of that, I think the players take on some individual responsibility as well for their effort level and their energy. And sometimes you have to be, you have to be a leader on the pitch, don't you? you if you see that you're chasing a game, you, you, you do something about it. 
I think I, it's, I mean, probably the most look at the, the most energetic player on that pitch was probably Milner, who's thirty-five. Yeah, who was all over the place. I, and I, I didn't think, see I didn't see him misplace a pass. I we can't do that. I think it's become psychological with Tottenham now. When they play Liverpool, I think they're beaten before they even go on the pitch. I think it's getting to that stage now. It really is. But um, I'm not sure. Um, Jam, I can't remember us letting in three goals at home. Is this the first time we've let in three goals at home? I can't say. I can't say. No, I but know. I mean, if it's not a bad defensive record. It's the first time we've let in three goals at home. Let's not go overboard. Say West Ham was that at home? Yeah, that was yeah. at home. Okay, yeah. second time. But let's not go overboard, guys. We've lost three one to the champions. European. But, you know, we should have put up a better fight. I think that's what I'm saying. If we played really so well and lost 3 2, I could yet. take that. And I'd like to but see to lose 3 1 without playing like that against um, Cam is just disgusting, isn't it? Which brings me to Lamella Romano. I think we're missing a lot. We all knew we were going to lose looking at that kept formation. We hoped we wouldn't lose. Why did he put the two bozos on us? I have to say, I thought both of them were better. Mora had a few good chances. Maybe let me put this to you, Cam. Is he trying to get. Levy to get into his so pocket saying, this is what I've got, this is what you think we're going to be doing. If you want to get in the top four, you're going to spend some money. Is that potentially... How do you think we're going to get on against Everton? Everton's going to be a tough game. I can be honest with you yesterday. If Steve had this kind of thing that Wednesday might do, I would fire him on the spot. Because it is unfathomable that half-time changes. But I think if we put out our best team, if we look at it, two in the midfield, the way that they played it, I mean, we knew against the Liverpool they, team they're good, very strong they're not as good as the three players that are going to be running um, at you and we're going to be destroyed let's remember we knew they before did the game overrun started. us on the you first know, game of the season but Cam, at least, that's where we lost it we lost it the moment he announced that that team uh, hold on a second we were only 1-0 down at half time Cam uh, by luck Cam. because Liverpool didn't take their mm-hmm. chance yeah, 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 that's fair enough but Jam he changed it at half time but my problem with the thing is the people he brought on he went back to 4-4-2 or whatever he was but he brought in Lamella and Winks I mean that just shows Either a, a really severe lack of judgment on his part, or the fact that he doesn't really care. So yeah, I, I agree. Oh, sorry. I agree I'll, let's go to Steve, and then I'll come to you, Jan. I, I mean, what what I sense is is the the players are fearful. They're playing, they're nervous. I think they think if they step out of line with this sort of Mourinho way, that they're, they're not they're going to be dropped. If you're a sort of yes man. And you're going to do everything he says, you know, go on there, twiddle about in midfield. Don't you dare make a mistake. If Larice is on, you pass it back to him, however far up the field you are. Don't you dare try and score a goal. If you sign up for that, you're going to be in. But if you try slightly differently, then you risk, um, you know, his wrath. And and it means you're completely cold-shouldered. Look at Deli Alley. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. I, I take your point and I tend to agree with you on that. I think he's... Managing by fear, and they're playing with fear. Yeah. But let's try and wrap it up now. Um, Jam, give us your final thoughts on this and where we go from here, and then I'll come to the other two. I thought that was a good point, Steve. That was very valid. Like, they're scared, scared to play, yeah. and uh, there's no, there's no leaders yeah. around. Yeah. Um, I think if you're, I think if you're Hoiberg and Bombelli, Kane, you look around and see what's happening behind you. It's like it's very disheartening, you know. Um, I think Son was unfortunate. Like it was sad that Son did not really touch the ball in the second half. I don't remember no. to come into midfield, and even then he was hard to get in touch. And it was a, it was a disappointing day. And um, you know, you you go in to these matches hoping for more, and then you see the, the team sheet, and you think, okay, whatever, he's going to try something new. Um, 
but I think I think the biggest mistakes were were players like Doherty, who hasn't hasn't done anything this season for us or proved anything for us, and he's continued to not prove anything for us. Um, and then and then you you go into the second half, you've lost your best player, and then you bring on <laughs> you make the weirdest substitutions in the world, and and that that's where that's where he's starting to lose me. And, I'll be interested um, to hear. You know, I could have. If he kept the same team out on the second half and we had gone on to lose without making stupid, stupid mistakes, it would have been fine. You know, we would move on and that would be like bad day of the office. We lost to the champions. That's good. But we didn't. We we lost in such a such a poor way. Yeah. It was yeah. Cam, do you want to sum up for us your final thing? Yeah, I want to sum up for you. You said who would you bring in? We all know we would have bought Bell and Moron. I mean it was, it was a no brainer. Um, I would say what we witnessed today is the beginning of the end of the Mourinho time with Tottenham. The love affair is more or less now going to start souring because I believe that Tuchel at Chelsea will not will draw a match. He's going to start yeah. with. Yeah. We are not, we're going to be slaughtered there. Uh, West Brom is our bogey team. We don't do very well. I think going away to Brighton is not going to be easy and we're going to be destroyed at Manchester City. So where do the points come from in the next four games? I don't know. If we play like we did today, we could beat none of those teams, personally, I believe. I, I think that it's West Brom is, a, is one of our most difficult games because we always lose or draw to West Brom, especially at home. So my feeling is that we are looking at the beginning of the end because you look at the players, you look at their, 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 their movement and the way that they are, you look at the substitutions. When Every time I've seen Mourinho lose the plot, as you can tell by his substitutions. You can tell the people that he bought on at Manchester United that, that, uh, that started at the end of his reign. His two reigns that ended at Chelsea started like that. He started leaving certain players out. He started bringing on really weird players. He started doing crazy things like he did. And and after a while, you start losing. We lost 3-1 today. All we need is a 4-0 against Chelsea and a 5-0 against Manchester City. And, and we will be calling for his head. So I'm not going to wait for that. And I'm calling for his head now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you look at Twitter and everywhere else, they're all slagging him off anyway. So Absolutely. I think we'll Steve, I'm going to let you say something, then I'm going to finish off. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we knew what we were getting, and Levy must have known what he was getting as well when he got Mourinho. You are going to get a lot of anti-football. We knew that was going to... And, and you can tolerate that when you're scraping wins. I, th- I don't think he would be given the push because he's still in the Caramel Cup. He's still in the FA Cup and he's still in the Europa League. I think if those fall away, then his time is limited. But I think while we're still in those cups, he's going to be tolerated. I don't think he's going to be fired because he's on 15 million a year. He's got a three-year contract. Yeah. He's not going to throw 30 million away. So he's going to blame everything on Mourinho. I don't know. I think it's uh, Mourinho's fault. I agree. But has he actually got the players? He's got Bale and Mora. Nobody knows if they would have done any better anyway. Bale came on, was anonymous. Uh, you know, Lamella came on. Winks is useless. We know that. I don't think he's actually got the players to make a really good team. He couldn't do better with what he got. So I agree with everybody on that. He can do better with what he has. But I don't think, I think we're sort of kidding ourselves if we think we're going to go to toe to toe with people like Liverpool and Man City and all that. We're just not at that level. So, uh, Burnley, next game, next game I, sorry, go ahead. Burnley, Burnley went toe to toe with them, beat them on the first time they've lost a, the first mm. game they've lost since 2017 at home against Burnley. Yeah, so so we're at that level, we're in Burnley's level, I think. But it's always Spurs, though, is it? That are so scared of the top team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a mindset thing. Um, oh, and you, can, you compare Burnley's performance to ours. Oh, theirs, was, theirs was full of fire, determination. Come on. 
Sheffield United away at Manchester United yesterday. Yeah. They feel like yeah. anything. Every single, they put their thing on the line, everything on the line. Yeah. That win. Anyway, does anybody have any news on um, Harry Kane? Is he out for the season now or what? I don't know yet. Don't know yet. Just one of his glass ankles has oh, gone. Right, again, just I say glass ankles came. So, you know, that's it. All right, guys, listen. Thanks to everybody for listening to the podcast, watching the YouTube video. Really appreciate it. Very dejected Spurs fans here. Cam is calling for the head of Mourinho. I think there's going to be a few others doing that. Steve hasn't actually gone that far. Jam, I think, by the next couple of, after the next couple of performances, we'll be calling for the head of Mourinho. Be there soon. I don't really care what happens as long as we win. I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Donald Duck is in charge as long as we win, but, uh, it's, it's, it's a very, very sad day, depressing day. It is what it is. Now, I think Liverpool are going to go and on a really good run now, and it could be all thanks to Tottenham. <laughs> but, and nevertheless, we're fans. Come on, you Spurs, and, uh, I'm on your podcast. Take care. Bye bye. Right. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.